Happy Hump Day, everyone. I am Brian O'Neill. And I'm Coach K. Together, we make up Queen City Poly, a podcast dedicated to discussing polyamorous relationships and other forms of ethical non-monogamy. Due to the explicit content of this podcast, we would advise you to listen with headphones or while you're in your vehicle. Or don't. I can't tell you what to do. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, what were you just saying? You were just saying... There's no real word for a man that is has a high sexual appetite. We just call it being a man. Yeah. But we do try it sometimes and call him a man whore. But even then... Like a man bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? When you want to insult a man, you call him a woman. Yeah, like a pussy. So you use all... Yeah. Yeah. Pussy, bitch, slut, whore. You call him a man... You could you say man whore. Like, that's yeah. better. Yeah, you try to, like... Yeah. Like, use all the w- words that were made... Take for, all the masculinity That were, like, invented to insult women. Yeah. Take all the masculinity. You never call dudes penises. You call them a dick. You call them a dick. Being a dick. Yeah, it's such a soft insult. Dick is like being a hard ass, right? Like, stop being a dick. The ass ones, those are the gender neutral. Asshole. You're an asshole. The hard ass or asshole, that's gender neutral. Yeah. Yeah. Motherfucker, probably gender neutral. Uh, So, of course, I gotta go to... Maybe, or is that... I don't know. Of course, I gotta recite some Mark Norman jokes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He has this joke about how he was at, like, the... The women's rally, like after Trump had got elected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, I haven't heard the word pussy so much since I tried out for JV football. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's a really good one. <laughs> that's a fun one. Yeah. I like Because <laughs> he was definitely grew up in that kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. In those kind of <laughs> like, male bonding right. relationships. Yeah talk about locker room talk right same kind of connection there too still uh i still do it to myself sometimes or oh yeah it's 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 deep in there yeah yes uh childhood you just kind of go with it yeah Yeah. um i don't know i don't like because of my self-disclosure here okay okay my libido is not that high (laughs) yep right did you always know it was not that high, or is it just certain relationships with certain women make that glaringly apparent to you? Certain relationships. So I used to think that I did have a high one, mm-hmm. but it was only because my partner back then was like, like zip zero, like we weren't doing pretty nothing. low libido. No handies, no fingering, nothing. But not, not nothing. even aggressive kissing. So every couple of months you got laid though. Whoa, I wouldn't say every couple of months. Let's say like once a month, maybe twice. That's not nothing. Let's not use... There there are asexual people out there. Is that a hyperbole? That is a hyperbole. All right. I used I, to hate when people when people say, we never have sex. Yes, the fuck we do. Okay. The sex was not to my liking. The frequency of the sex. Frequency of the sex. And... So I get in these other relationships and once I cut that chick loose, right? It's an interesting way to talk about that woman. Okay. <laughs> we 
had an amicable we divorce. parted ways. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call your divorce very amicable either, but you know, whatever. I got some stuff. Flowery language. I got some stuff. What do you mean you got some stuff? What does amicable mean? It means it was... Peaceful? Friendly? Yeah, I guess it was not yeah. since she choked me, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's... Yeah. <laughs> A year after the fact, she choked you, which means less than amicable. Well, yeah. It's a long time to want to choke somebody. It really is. It's like, damn. Son. But also not work on your insults. Yeah. I don't think she just wasn't expecting to see me. Yeah, still. If you're that mad, you should have a thing. You should have a paragraph in your head, man. I'm working on a bit about how, like, she's like, uh, like when we broke up, she basically didn't want to see me at all because I'm a trigger for her, apparently. Mm-hmm. Like, for the rest of her life, I'm a trigger. So, like, Mm -hmm. in order for her to, like, be mentally fine, I have to die Mm -hmm. and not exist. Mm -hmm. In order for her to, like, not be triggered by my presence. Yeah, it's It's that whole idea of, like, whose job is it to... Right. In in relation to triggers, especially if your triggers are people. Or even if they're not, like, but that's the thing we tried to talk about not, not that long ago about how trigger warnings annoy me because it's like the world is a triggering place you can't yeah, no, control you can't. triggers yeah. you can't warn people of well, everything that might trigger that's them. why they're safe places what is a safe place really we had the, this is a whole other rabbit hole <laughs> tangent we're gonna stay on topic but yes maybe we'll write that down for a future episode safe places you don't believe in safe places it's not that you can't create a safer... Maybe maybe it's like how we don't say safe sex, we're supposed to say safer sex. Because there's always danger, mm. potential for danger in sex, or potential for whatever STIs are in yeah. sex. We're not supposed to say safe, we're supposed to say safer sex practices. Mm. I feel the same way with safe spaces. I don't think there's any... Yeah, I don't think there's any such... Anything... Any such thing as a safe space, I think there are safer spaces. See, I think of safe spaces as a uh, as a little cocoon where you can kind of let your hair down a little bit, be okay with what's, and try to figure things out so you can go back out to battle out there in the world. A truly safe space to me is like Nirvana, heaven, whatever. It's like that. That's a safe space. Well, then that's all in your head. What do you mean? Right? We create our heavens in our head, right? Yes, but it's also like the goal and no one really attains it. Yeah. Yeah. You just... Which means nothing's ever really a safe space. It's just safer. Mm. I feel like I need weed for this conversation. Sorry. I know. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Which I was going to smoke some weed, but then I was like, I want to be able to... Last time I was high and I felt like I dragged through it, so... You got kind of drowsy? Yeah, I wasn't following or, anything. Yeah, and I'm and I'm way too right yeah, now for you to yeah, slow to smoke, slow down so, more. Yeah, maybe after the pod. Okay. Chill. Watch a documentary. That could be fun. We have some documentaries in the queue, I believe. Ooh, what if Obama listened to this podcast? That would be so weird. Brian and Kaylee. <laughs> um. Bro- I can't do. You can't do a Barack Obama. I'm not going to do a Barack Obama. It's about the cadence. Brian K. Yeah. Brian K. Yeah, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh yeah, I gave your government. You can just kind of like. That yeah, that's out. fine. Whatever. You good? Yeah. You don't. You're not. I don't care anymore. <laughs> oh. I re- still go by K. Right. You're ready for the tattoo on the face now. No, I'm not. By the way, a lady came in heavily tattooed. Maybe side of the head. Into the, my job today, and uh, she had on a shirt. Looked like she was with her dad, but it might have been like her lover or whoever, okay. right? And he seemed very vanilla guy, New Balances, all white, tucked in, polo shirt. Oh, you know, and, okay. And, uh, and she had on a shirt that said, support women in hardcore. Like porn? I don't know. It just, it just stops. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It just stops. And the whole time I'm, I'm waiting on her, I'm like, I'm trying to like... You're I'm like, like looking ask? at her. I'm like, can I not ask? It's like if she's with her dad, and I, you know, or, or, or I don't know. I'm like, <sighs> what are what other hardcore is there? Rock. Support women in hardcore rock. That sounds odd. Hardcore. And and I don't want to stereotype, but she looked like the type. What the fuck does that mean? I'm just saying. The type that does hardcore porn, there's every type of people. Yeah, but she had like a Bonnie Rotten look, you know. What? Oh, you don't know. Google. I don't I don't do porn. Google Bonnie Rotten. Uh but there's like this wave of like heavily tattooed women that do like hardcore porn. Yeah, but you don't assume every every heavily tatted woman does hardcore porn. Maybe one that has a shirt that says it. That's what I'm saying though. It's not like she looked the type. Right. No, she looked the type with the shirt. If she didn't have the shirt, I wouldn't say She's a hardcore porn person. Then that, that doesn't that means she doesn't look the type. The but shirt made you think it. That does, okay. If someone told me she does hardcore porn, I'm like, oh, I can believe it. Cause she's wearing the fucking shirt. Even without the shirt, I'm like, Jesus Christ! You confuse me. She resembled a lady. Ladies in that porn genre. Interesting. I'm not wrong. But I don't think she's a slut or a whore for doing that. Because you are woke AF. Woke as fudge. That's right. Yeah, definitely, definitely can't be those type of adults slash parents. We're not saying fudge or any of the weird words instead of fuck. Yeah. I can say diddly. I don't give a diddly. I don't give a diddly fuck. How about you like do one of those? (laughs) I don't know. I might have some fun with the the clean words. I got to work on my clean comedy, man. I guess. But you're not doing like exclusively replacing the word for the the clean word. That shit is annoying as fuck. Whoa. It's all about the insatiable, insatiable woman. The woman that just needs that goddamn orgasm. She needs to come at least three, four times a day. That sounds nice. Just. Who doesn't want to come three or four times a day? It's a little exhausting, isn't it? No, it's energizing. Maybe that's the difference. That's the difference. The ladies, y'all get energized 
from it, guys. We gotta uh, go to sleep. Yeah, and then we can't go play basketball because <laughs> <laughs> you've drained all of our energy. I mean, sometimes there's a nice peace afterwards, where but it's not it's not as sleepy. I mean, sometimes you get sleepy, sure, right. but it's not as you know, yeah, drowsy producing. Sometimes it's a nice energy of just like, huh, I feel great now, and if I wanted to sleep. I could sleep, and if I want to get up and do stuff, I could do that too. So, in the post, it was saying how there's some women that have the fantasies of the the multiple sex partners and all that stuff, but they uh, they shy away from it in real life because they see it as being a un unfit woman or something like that right and then the, the guy shame, right? the shame right and then the guys they say that a woman that wants a lot of sex something immorally wrong with you yeah i think women shy away from making those fantasies a reality or talking to their partners about fantasies of you know multiple men any sort of whatever situations I think I think they a lot of times rightfully assume that their male partners are going to judge them mm-hmm. even though their male partners might get off on the same type of porn oh, but yeah. when it's their woman that wants that kind of scenario she's suddenly less desirous less valuable less worthy of love because she wants that kind of sex. Now there's some guys out there and it's not no one admits to it. That's the thing about sex and kink and all that. <laughs> it's like, in no, the shadows. Yeah, it's in the shadows. Yeah. You can't get a real good data on like who's out there, what's out there. But there are those guys out there and you know because I've watched the porn. It's <laughs> the uh the guys that you know they're not cucks but they're like just guys that uh, it's like it's called like the hot wives, right? Like so, you enjoy you know, you like watching, watching your, your your lady do your do her thing or With whatever and all that stuff, right? And it's a uh, you know, it's not as controlling, right? But it's like a it's like a shared experience. Is it like compersion porn? Slash a little bit of, like, voyeurism. Yeah, a little bit of that, you know. And, uh... But the thing is, like... I wonder, right? Is part of... So, with cucks, it's like... I'm doing it because you aren't doing it right. Yeah, and then you're like... You're like, uh... You're degrading the guy. But with hot wife, you're saying it's more... I'm just enjoying her having a good time. Yes. That sounds just like, yeah, compersion yeah. porn. Yeah. And, um, so there's got, there's out there, there's not many black ones, I'll tell you that much. Mm. And Don't you hate when the genres are too yeah. white? Right. But what makes you wonder, right, from the post that we read, is like, do, is that a thing that cishet men, black cishet men are? Are we more... Do you think black cishet men are more conservative than white cishet men? I don't know if I'd say conservative, but I've read different articles and different people talking about collective trauma and how 
um, the 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 trauma of not feeling like you own your body in the same way and like the history of slavery and things like that have made you feel more um, have more reservations when it comes to sharing a woman or letting someone else whatever with with your partner because you know you what was it because at a time like slavery when you had no control over that sort of thing I don't know slave master might have been raping her or something or just other kind of triggers for that kind of behavior or just the fact of not owning your own body makes you more conservative in in the free love kind of way. Is this a scientifically proven theory about generational trauma? Well, I don't like to use words like proven when you're talking about science. You're right. But I do think they have done... They have found evidence for mm. generational trauma generational PTSD and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, it makes me want to find that that post or that article, though, because it was really interesting just talking about the, especially American black experience and with polyamory and how there is a lot of cultural differences between black community and the white community when it comes to this idea of sex and love. Yeah. Yeah. From my experience, and it seems like it's more of a, uh, it's either monogamy, married stuff for a black community, or it's the, uh, all, and you can, online and all that too it's the uh let's build an empire Mm -hmm. with me and my two ladies and yeah that sort of thing which is again like it's not it's just monogamy with one more person right (laughs) you know like right so it's like um i don't know i know they're out there like i i i I see and hear people like i know we're sprinkled out there people yeah. that practice polyamory that are but it's just like a it's still like a just searching so in the same way let me try to get this out because I don't even have the thought but I, I know the start of it in the same way that the patriarchy and, and patriarchal culture and toxic masculinity and um rape culture and things of that nature affect how women exist in the world in sex and love and relationships I feel like any sort of experience of oppression is going to tap into scarcity models and protective kind of conservatism right Mm -hmm. and so that would kind of flow into you know the black experience of the strong black family and if polyamory can be a sort of destabilizing maybe 
some people feel safer in that king wanting to build with a couple of queens because you already feel like you really want a strong black family. Mm. And this kind of free love, hippy-dippy shit feels just way too scary for and just not unsafe in some way. I don't know. But there was there was a really good um, a post that I read recently that I have to find that that talked where someone really went into it way more eloquently. Hmm. But I mean, one of the, one of uh, there there was also at the same time there's also chapters of the Black Panther Party that have been practicing. Um, how do they call it? Non-attachment. Mm-hmm. love styles that resemble our version of polyamory yeah since the 60s non-possessive relating so yes there's definitely that out there too but back to this this conversation of just Policing women's libidos, basically, right? Mm-hmm. We do it to men too in the reverse. It's true. You know, you're not a real man if your libido is that low or whatever. You know, I mean, we really we try to make men fit our stereotype of you want sex and you want a lot of it and you want a lot of different sex. Yeah, and then like something's something's wrong with you if you're not and you're not a man not manly if you don't yeah like I've yeah like I've been around you know like guys and like there's uh what most people would or at least most men would consider like an attractive woman walks by or something like that and all the guys are talking about it and I'm just like uh not really and like and just like what are you crazy and it's like what are you gay right yeah and it's just like no, I get it. Like she's a tr- like a tr- an attractive looking person, but like that doesn't mean I want to have s- sex with. Like it's like weird. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's not like a it's a vibe she's giving off when she's walking or like right. There's, there's something about her like you know makes me not, not want to engage in that activity with her. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's about it. Right. And uh, yeah, like guys are just supposed to want it all the time and all this. And even as I've gotten older now, some people are just really like uh not caring about the standards have dropped for a lot of people as they've gotten older it seemed that I've been around and it's just like a it's like oh boy like you guys are not even they're ashamed of the people they're having sex with interesting which seems like really bad sex yeah. Doesn't it? Maybe the sex is good. They just don't want to talk about it. I guess. That That's an interesting uh, problem. I don't... But... I don't know. I don't know, but... So, like, this whole idea of, like, you're not mainly if you don't want it all the time, but... 
part of that is like we have this idea that like men are supposed to just be naturally non-monogamous and all they want is sex and they want a lot of new sex with different people and all that sort of thing and then women are supposed to not want sex and only want love and commitment and you know it has to be a chore to have sex with your husband or whatever but the married man that doesn't have sex with other women he is put on like this like high platform of like man because he resisted all those urges resisted he's a man of nobility right you know what i mean like he's he's a an, an upstanding man yeah because he fought his natural inclination. Yeah. He's humbled in all kinds of ways and dedicates his life to his family and God and those sort of things. Yeah. Uh, Have you ever worried about sharing your number or, you know, with a partner or thought someone was going to judge you for the amount of people you've slept with? No. I think it's just assumed. Do you think... There's that thing that they say of, like, if a man tells you how many people he's had slept with, has had slept with, uh, reduce it, and if a woman add to it... Add to it, yeah. I think that's a true thing. Because it's not... Because of the shame, though. Right. Because it's not acceptable to say. Yeah. I think it's getting a lot better, though. Like, I mean, I think I think there's, like, women out there yes, that are just like, fuck this. to and... a point. And I feel like some men are getting uh, more woke to, okay, she's had sex with a lot of people, and that's fine. But I still feel like there's a lot of judgment, and, men, and like, men's egos can be pretty fragile around this subject of this insatiable woman or this very sexually liberated woman. What about? If she has a higher body count than you, like, you're not threatened. Maybe, I'm not talking to you personally, but, mm-hmm. like, a lot of men are threatened by that. Okay. Let's switch gears a little bit here. Let's take away body count. Okay. And let's put in who you had sex with. Elaborate. So let's say the guy doesn't thinks you're like you're fucking down the guy thinks you are or are not yeah he thinks you're like having if you're having sex with guys that are less attractive than him that he feels then he's like whoa if he thinks you're stooping to his level and you shouldn't no 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 he alright I'm the guy okay alright you're the lady I am. Okay. And uh, we're, talking, we're talking about sex partners, and you tell me that you had sex with, I don't know. Someone Kev- you don't respect. Yeah, Kevin. And I'm like, ugh, you had sex with Kevin, right? And it's just like, yeah, duh. And then, like, all of a sudden now, it's like, ugh, you know, Kevin hit that, you know, or whatever. So, now. He doesn't respect me. Right, I gotta walk around knowing that you had sex with Kevin. You poor and, thing. And we're like, that course. has anything to do with you. And if we're in a relationship, it's like, Kevin always had this over my head. 
You know, you know I fucked Brian's girl. That's gross. That's a thing. That is so gross. It's a thing. I feel like women probably do it too. Tupac said it. That's why I fucked your bitch, fat motherfucker. Yeah, Tupac wasn't a lady. West side. Oh yeah, no. Um but yes no it's definitely a thing uh it's so gross though but the the hit em up reference is different the hit em up reference is i had sex with your wife therefore that doesn't mean like she's gross for having because i'm less attractive than you no that's kind of hey I got it too. You're not special. She likes me too. Oh, I just thought of a song. Did you ever hear Ray J's I Hit It First? Gross. Right? So gross. Right? This whole idea of like sloppy seconds and. I think it was uh, directed at uh, old Kanye. Yeah, man. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he wouldn't say it, but it's like, come on. And then we the, all know in the video, the lady Sex looks tips. like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting topic, though, of just you losing respect for your lady or feeling like you have less social clout. Because for men, like your sex life is like social capital in your friend group. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, oh, I've hit that, so now you're a bigger dude in the group, and or oh, I hit that, oh, we don't respect you anymore. I know, or, like, but not only your sex life, but also like the sex life, the previous partners of your current partner. Like, oh, your girl did that before. I'm never gonna take her seriously, mm. even though they're not the ones fucking her, like you are. It's yeah, it's weird. Like, no one, women can't live down a dick. Like, yeah, <laughs> can't live it down. It's just sex. <laughs> yeah. They can't live a dick down. Guys, we might can, like, fuck someone, like, Ugh, that we didn't the, want to. Yeah. And then we're just like, ah, oh, yeah, it was that one time. Like, How obnoxious is that? Be- and woman, it's that same thing. That, a woman is stained with a penis. Like, right. She loved it's, that. It's engraved. She loved everyone. It's because it's that same thing of, like, we just expect guys to be out here fucking anything. So yeah. we don't take it as seriously when we don't respect their choices. Mm. But we view women as these things that are supposed to be the, de- the deciders and choose and, and you know, be all responsible and want love and commitment and marriage. So if she fucks a loser, then ugh, that means she wanted to, like, have babies with that person, which is just mm. horribly inaccurate and not fun and not okay to do to someone's yeah. reputation. She had sex because she had sex. Like, end of story. The same, same way you did. Yeah. None of your previous partners should be held against you. Well, Lord knows with uh, my uh, past. I don't know. I, I claim everyone I've had sex with or whatever. Like, I'm not ashamed did what you did when you did yeah sometimes 
even if it didn't turn out that great after at, at the end of it, it's just kind of like, oh well. I mean, it, to me, like just because it's sex doesn't mean it's any different than, oh, I thought that was going to turn out differently. Like anything else you do that's not sexual, of just like you tried a job and it sucked, or you tried a restaurant and you you ordered a, a plate that you thought was going to be good and it was terrible. It's not like that's your fault, like or whatever. It's like, oh, I tried a thing and it didn't work. Why is that so bad? You should have known. Not, not everyone thinks about sex as in that recreational way. Stop. Yeah. Some people think of it as like the love and meaningful. And the, yeah, those are the judgy motherfuckers about everyone else's sex life. Sex is supposed to mean something. Like the people that are like, what do you mean your tattoos don't mean anything? Oh, uh, yeah. They're just self-righteous. <sighs> they mean I wanted to get a tattoo. Exactly. Um, it's my body, my choice. There you go. Um, Sex, tattoos, all of it. But I grapple with the, uh, is casual sex actually helpful for me? I talked about this last night, actually. Mm -hmm. What does it do for me? Yeah. Is it, because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm wasting my time. I could be doing something else more productive. Is this making me productive? Is it, it's not really energizing me, is it, or is it, like... Right. And in my opinion, those are really awesome questions to ask yourself and to be introspective about as long as they don't slip into this judgment space of, I shouldn't do that and I should do this. I mean, being introspective about the sex we have and why we have it and what we do with our bodies is is lovely. But you shouldn't be like making these grand statements of casual sex is bad for me. Or casual sex is bad in general. Or I shouldn't do this. It's kind of like... In my opinion, it's more like... If I'm noticing a pattern of this type of casual sex isn't making me happy. Or isn't doing... isn't Doesn't have as much benefit as I think it should. Then maybe I choose to not engage in that type of behavior again. But in a kind of judgment-free zone in your head. If at all possible. judgment part is where it comes to play yeah that's not to say going back to our original topic of um, women with high libidos or whatever insatiable quote unquote insatiable women that's not to say that all women fantasize about multiple sex partners right And all women have high libidos. Because I don't think that's true either. Right. However, I think anatomically, women are pretty primed for lots of enjoyable sex. And we only, we've only looked at it, this from a uh, hetero perspective. Absolutely. Because is there... You know, we don't live in those circles, but is there a uh, stigma against um, lesbian women who have sex? Like, these are things that I never I'm not sure. think about. Like, I mean, I know there's some judgment passed by people. I don't know if... I'm not sure about the in-group judgment, but I'm sure there's judgment passed on 
gay men who have lots of sex. Yeah. A promiscuous gay man. Hmm. I wonder how that does work in the monogamous. I don't know. I need to. I don't know. Read some books or some YouTube clips mm. about. Because it seems like, and I'm just, this is just guessing here, right? Mm-hmm. Is that early stages, gay men are more promiscuous. Like most, I guess that's most people, though. But once you become a mature gay man, that's when you settle down. I think that's an interesting story in your head, but I don't yeah. think that's a reality. That's not a reality. No, people are complicated and nuanced and hmm. some some probably start out very conservative and get more sexually liberated with time. Some have the reverse. I, I think there's there's the the story is much more complicated and messy than that. Yeah. That's way too easy of an answer. Hmm. I don't know. I also think it's interesting as a woman if you've ever experienced having a higher libido than a male partner, or maybe, maybe, no, I've, I've seen posts about this even in lesbian relationships too. A woman with a high libido with, and a partner that has a lower libido, it's a very uncomfortable feeling because all that culture tells you is like really judgment about a woman that wants a lot of sex. So... Yeah. Even in same-sex relationships, women have a lot of guilt and shame around mm. wanting sex and being really sexually frustrated. And the you know, and then you know, with a even in non-monogamy or whatever, when when you have when you have any sort of mismatched libido, there's a lot of of these kind of pressures and these feelings of from your partner of like so I'm not enough for you oh yeah and that's not fun in monogamy or non-monogamy when uh, they pull out the vibrator and they're just like what what is this about you should Uh, never did you see the post I tried to show you it was like some oh the rap the boxer I can't remember his name but he used to kind of like follow Floyd Mayweather a little bit he, uh, he always brushes his hair after he uh, fights. I can't remember uh, what his name is, but he told he was talking about his to about his lady on Instagram. And he was like, "Yeah, my I told my lady she can get a vibrator, but she can't get no goddamn dildo because vibrator that shit does shit that I can't do. But a dildo, shit, she might get something that's bigger than me. Like that's that's cheating right there and all this. Like he just kind of like went into that like." She's not allowed to That's get pathetic, like a yeah. mm-hmm. dildo, and uh, yeah, like that's. Uh... But this whole idea of masturbation being something that you that is replacing your partner is pathetic. Like right. solo sex is valid expression. Whether you're in a non-monogamous or poly or or monogamous relationship, you should always be able to have a sexual relationship with your fucking self separate from your partner doing using whatever toys the fuck you want to use and doing whatever the fuck you want with your body especially if you're monogamous you better at least own your solo sex life 
Yeah. Fuck all that, my man can't watch porn or Jack. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, the fuck all of that yeah. noise. And same goes for fuck that whatever boxer saying his lady can't use a dildo. Like, that's, that has nothing to do with you, sir. Yeah. Nothing. This is me, 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 this is me time. Like, get the fuck out of here. But, uh, but going back to the vibrator comment, though, as a rule of thumb, never be insulted if a lady pulls out a vibrator after you've come. That's a bitch move. What is Replace a... the bitch move with whatever better word that is for that because I don't <laughs> I can't think right now. But that's a. It's not about you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and women have enough shame around sex and sexual pleasure. I don't need to make sure you feel comfortable with the fact that I want more stimulation after you've come. Or even during, if I pull out a vibrator. Like, it shouldn't offend you. It shouldn't make you feel insecure that I want extra stimulation in this area. Men do all sorts of things in bed to get the angle they like and the stroke they like and whatever else. There should be no, you know, oh my god, am I doing it right? Shitty feelings put on me in the bedroom when I'm trying to take agency and control over my body and make myself feel the best I can feel in this moment. Rant over. Does that make sense? Makes sense to me. But that doesn't negate that. That comes from guys feeling like, oh, you know, I've had sex with her and she was obviously enjoying it and it sounded like she came. So we're all done here, right? I mean, like, I came, you came. Let's uh, tuck this puppy in. And you're like, oh no, like I'm energized. I can come like two, three more uh-huh. times. And we're just like, all right, well, guess we're still playing. And that's why they tell guys a lot of times when they're doing like these like group sex things, try to come last. Or <laughs> like, I don't know. Because once you come, I don't know about y'all, but once I come, or once the guy comes, I feel like you feel different. I mean, I feel different sometimes, but not in that same way where you're just like in a shamey place. No, I mean like the senses are like, like you could be doing something, right, which was like really hot when you're Mm -hmm. like horny and about Mm -hmm. to come. Then as soon as you come, you're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, because you're like zero to 60 with it. You need more of the build-up again. You need need to kind of get there again. Right. Because you were up too high in the dirtiness. Right. Yeah. I I can understand that. However, it's like in this kind of scenario, it's like at the same... You don't even have to be in this room if you don't want to be or whatever, but it's like, you know, women deal with so much shame around pleasure and and taking agency over their own bodies mm. you know it would be the good thing to do to make sure that your feelings of inadequacy or or just your feelings of I'm kind of done here shouldn't kind of make her feel bad about getting off 
how she wants to get off. Because you don't always you don't always have to help, and you don't always have to stay in the room or whatever it is. You know, just just don't make her feel guilty for it. Don't make her feel like she has to cater to your feelings of. No, it was really good. I promise. You're amazing. Your dick's lovely. You know what I mean? Like I don't. That's a lot of emotional labor, man. And that doesn't lead to an orgasm. If I have to think about your feelings, right. I can't come. So if we're having <laughs> sex and I come and then you pull out the vibrator, let's say, all right, well, I pull out my phone, put on my favorite porn page and get the whacking. Uh-huh. How are you feeling over there? Me personally? Yeah. Cool. You're not like, what are you doing? I'm over here. It's like, oh, I need to. No, I'm not. I need to ramp it up again. I am flattered that you want to ramp it up again. Mm. Okay. And I hope that our timing is well so that if you're ramped up again, I'm hopefully not like done, done. <laughs> mm. I see. That's my only concern, is uh, poor timing or mismatched timing. Um, but I also don't have a problem with you doing your solo thing and just a little mutual masturbation, and we don't touch each other again. That's fine, too. Mm. And I'm also fine with you rolling over. Like, yeah, I think those are... Good. But at that point in time, I'm in kind of a masturbatory point of the evening. Yeah. So, it's not really about you and your pleasure and, and even our connection at that point. It's kind of like, if we want to turn it back into that and you need the porn and you ramp up and it comes back into us connecting, that's cool. But if it doesn't happen, that's cool too. But then it just becomes, this is about me and my pleasure and I'm going to take care of me right now. And if you want to help, that's cool. And if you don't, that's cool. Meditate on that shit. That is our episode for today. We hope you enjoyed the content. Feel free to email us at queencitypoly at gmail.com for questions about polyamory or relationships in general. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and write us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. Queen City Poly comes to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Special thanks to Charlotte-based artist Black Linen for lending us his track New Day, featuring Nige Hood, from his album First Saga, available on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Stream his latest album, Black Linen 3.0, on Spotify right now. You're welcome.